Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, August 25th, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. I'm by myself tonight, but happy birthday, Dad. This is my dad's birthday, and that's actually why I'm here on my own without James, because we had a joint birthday party for both of my parents last night. My mom's birthday is next week, but she's out of town next week, so we did it all as one. So you've got me by myself heading into the weekend. Okay, let's start off with the reviews for The Prince of Broadway. Last night, the new musical review, which celebrates the career of 21-time Tony-winning producer and director Harold Prince, opened at the Manhattan Theatre Club Samuel J. Friedman Theatre on Broadway. Co-directed by Prince and Susan Stroman, who also choreographed, the show stars a collection of great Broadway talent, including Chuck Cooper, Janet DeCall, Emily Skinner, Brandon Uranowitz, Tony Yazbek, Karen Ziemba, and more, and features songs from such great musicals as West Side Story, Fiddler on the Roof, Cabaret, Evita, Company, Follies, A Little Night Music, Sweeney Todd, The Phantom of the Opera, and others, plus an original song from the show's music director and arranger and orchestrator, Tony winner Jason Robert Brown. Unfortunately, the reviews were not what I would call great, and I don't even think I would call them good. Ben Brantley of the New York Times wrote, quote, Watching this production's overtaxed ensemble perform vignettes from different musicals in an oppressive succession of themed wigs and costumes is like hearing a rushed raconteur drop name after famous name without bothering to explain their significance. He continues, quote, A quality of randomness is perhaps appropriate to a show that begins with the observation, Never underestimate luck. What follows has the feeling of a work assembled by dice rolls, and I don't think Dadaism is anybody's intention. The individual numbers nearly all feature literal-minded scenery, such as a bank of candles and a wrought iron gate for the phantom sequence, and they are performed with the high earnestness of audition pieces. Brantley says that because of the show's literal remakes of original costumes and sets, that many of the performers understandably attack these iconic numbers with a ferocity necessary to make them their own. He does, however, single out the performances of Tony winner Karen Ziemba and nominee Emily Skinner. He says, quote, Miss Ziemba brings a gripping philosophical wariness to So What from Cabaret, and Miss Skinner delivers such an electrifying and individual take on the ladies who lunch that every casting director in town should make a point of seeing it. Deadline's Jeremy Gerard's review can be summed up in one fairly brutal sentence. Quote, Prince of Broadway is, despite the warm bath of the Broadway songbook, such a colossal disappointment. Adam Feldman of Time Out New York wrote, speaking of the production, it's, quote, fine, but what does this musical have to say? Now 89, Prince has had a storied career, but we don't get that story here. Beyond his penchant for unconventional material, there's little insight into Prince's craft or his vision. The songs wind up in an awkward space. Divorced from the dramatic context that gave many of them their power, yet too tethered to their first incarnations to bring the interpretive mobility they might have in a straightforward concert or cabaret show. We will have a complete review roundup in the show notes at broaderradio.com if you want to check out all of the reviews, but they were pretty much in the same vein as these. In other news, yesterday the theater community was hit with the sad news that the body of theatrical agent Mark Schlegel had been found near his New Jersey home after he had been missing since August 13th. Given that the body had been exposed to the elements for more than a week and a half, an autopsy would need to be done to determine the cause of death, but according to local police, it is currently being treated like a suicide. Our thoughts go out to all of his family, friends, and clients who are mourning his loss. 
In show and casting news, London's What's On Stage reported that while Stephen Sondheim was speaking at an event at the UK's National Theatre, he revealed that he had previously approved an all-male production of Company for Tony-winning director John Tiffany. However, after a workshop, the show didn't move forward. Sondheim said, quote, I will tell you, John Tiffany, who is one of the most inventive and brilliant directors around, he really wanted to do an all-male version of Company. There's always talk about if Bobby is gay or not. He isn't, Sondheim said. Tiffany said he'd like to do an all-male version. I said, okay, let's do a reading of it. And it didn't work, because it wasn't written that way. Despite the disappointing results, Sondheim went on to praise Tiffany's efforts, commenting, It's an idea that Tiffany didn't suggest to serve himself. It was just another way of looking at the piece. I went along with it, and it just didn't work. Of course, that brings to mind what we discussed earlier this summer, that Sondheim has approved a production of Company with a female Bobby for acclaimed director Marion Elliott. Of that version, Sondheim said, quote, If it doesn't work, it's not going to kill Company. To me, the gender change is exciting. Keep the idea of an author approving changes to his or her work in the back of your mind for a second. We will come back to it later on. Also yesterday, the Musical School of Rock announced the actors who would be sticking it to the man across the country in the first national tour. Rob Coletti will be playing Dewey. Lexi Dorsett-Sharp will play Rosalie. Matt Bittany will be Ned. Emily Borromeo as Patty. And Merritt David Janes will be Dewey's alternate. We will have the complete cast list, including all of those talented actor-musician kids, in the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. The School of Rock Tour will launch from the Auditorium Theater in Rochester, New York, on September 30th. On the latest episode of Broadway World's Theater Business Podcast, The O'Henry Report, Broadway producer Oliver Henry Roth talks to Bruce Lazarus, the executive director of Samuel French, and Howard Sherman, the director of the Arts Integrity Initiative, about the process of licensing plays and musicals, and what should and shouldn't be done if a producer or director wants to make changes to a text. As Theo Henry reports producer, I think that there were a lot of fascinating things happening in these conversations, and I learned a lot from them, especially when you take into context the fairly dramatic and radical changes that Sondheim has approved for a show just like Company, let alone any of his other shows, it really shows the vast differences between how different authors allow directors and producers and theater companies to approach their own works. In the episode, Oliver and I also discussed recent Broadway real estate changes, a lot of things that I've written about and talked about here, but if you want to hear that conversation, head over to find The O'Henry Report at Broadway World or subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and or Google Play. Go ahead and subscribe to all of them, download them multiple times, we're totally fine with that. Anyway, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt and subscribe to Something Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. James will be back with you on Sunday for this week on Broadway, and we will both be back and better than ever next week. So have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday.